hold on a second. If we're presenting something, if we're selling something, don't we want to be impressive? If I'm on stage, don't we want to be impressive? If I'm writing a book, an article, if I'm uh, the keynote, don't I want to be impressive? Yes, of course. That that is that's the draw. I mean, that's the the pull of wanting to be up there, and that's the goal. If somebody hires you, yes, you want to impress my audience. And if you want to, if you're going on a date, you want to be impressive. If you're sharing something, if you're creating a video, you want to be impressive. And so the end goal is we want to be impressive. But we can't approach the work with the goal of trying to be impressive. And that's the tough part. It's time to get inside your own head. Begin with the psychology behind your behaviors and fuse it with an acute understanding of self-awareness, emotion, storytelling, body language, and more. Then look at it all through the lens of the latest neuroscience research broken down to its most digestible form. And you've arrived. Enhanced messaging, deeper connection, heightened influence, and a greater impact on the world. Welcome to the Neuroside of Influence and Leadership with Rene Rodriguez. Welcome back to today's podcast. And today I want to dive right into a concept that changed my entire perspective and today continues to do so. It's something that I learned from the late and great Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn. And if you don't know who Jim Rohn is, Jim Rohn is the godfather of personal development. He is the, God, how do I explain the immense impact that that man has had on my life, on probably most of the people that you listen to right now, and the business philosopher, the personal development guru, um, I mean, Tony Robbins was in his audience when he was young. And so Jim Rohn has been around. If you want to listen to by far what I think is his best series, and I was going to call it cassette series. That's how long ago I listened to it. I was given the cassette series and then I graduated to his CD series. Now you can listen to a lot of it on YouTube, but I would just buy it for his estate. Buy it. It's uh, take charge of your life. But in there, he talks about a phrase called, and he says, express, learn to express, don't impress. And it was something that he learned from his mentor, Art Schof. And so I want to dive into that concept of expressing versus impressing because that is something that has sat with me for, since I heard it, 27 years ago. I was 18 years old. And maybe that would be 26 years ago. And how that permeates my speaking, my work, and how I use it and apply that that concept and why it's so difficult because everything that we do really calls us to want to be impressive. Let's just think about that for a minute. So what he's saying is learn how to express, not impress. But yet, hold on a second. If we're presenting something, if we're selling something, don't we want to be impressive? If I'm on stage, don't we want to be impressive? If I'm writing a book, an article, if I'm uh, the keynote, don't I want to be impressive? Yes, of course. That that is that's the draw. I mean, that's the the pull of wanting to be up there, and that's the goal. If somebody hires you, yes, you want to impress my audience, and if you want to, if you're going on a date, you want to be impressive. If you're sharing something, if you're creating a video, you want to be impressive. And so the end goal is we want to be impressive, but we can't approach the work with the goal of trying to be impressive, and that's the tough part. 
And so the only way that I have found to not do that is to switch the, the objective of trying to impress and to move to express. And so what does that mean though? What does that mean to express versus impress? And at the end of this, towards the end, I'll share with you something that I don't typically like sharing, but it's the mantra that I go through, sort of the prayer process routine that I go through before I speak. And I go through it every single time that I speak. And there's only been a handful of times that I haven't. And to be quite honest, it has an impact on me. It, it, I'm not the same. And I don't have the same impact. I don't have the same connection to the audience. I don't have the same connection to the message. And yeah, I don't like it, to be honest. It's just not, it's not, it's, it's not fun to share. But it's something that I have to do. So expression to me is the idea that I'm going to express what I believe and I'm going to express my thoughts about what it is that I believe in this world and my values. And so let's try to dissect it. Impression is trying to uh, show off. It's trying to show what I know. It's trying to uh, make an impression in all of those different areas, which by definition gets us to come from a different place of ego. And so it usually comes from an internal place instead of something that connects with an audience of listening. We're coming from a preconceived place. And so I am here prepared with content that I'm going to deliver for you. And it gets us out of the place of listening in to what might my audience need. That right there already changes things. It already makes things already different. And so for me, I go up there and when we're working with people at Amplify, I tell them in the beginning, the goal is to get you to move from trying to be impressive and to learn how to express. And that's expressing from the heart. So then, of course, we have to define what do you mean or what do I mean by the heart? And I mean three things. I mean your values, your beliefs, and your memories. Memories typically ref reflect your values, principles, and uh, beliefs because that's what usually determine what goes into long-term memory. And so there's these sort of backdoors to get to what we value and memories is one of them. You know, we remember the things that either coincide and align with our values or we go remember the things that hurt them. And so memory is a great way to sort of access what we believe and what we value. And so as we analyze those things, the expression of the heart requires us to do a lot because you to know how to express from the heart, you have to be somewhat of a philosopher. And I'm not talking about a philosopher that puts their work out there, but you have to internally philosophize. Of what, you have to ask yourself and spend time with, what do you believe? What do you believe about leadership? What do you believe about what's happening in the world today in politics? And what do you believe about the sort of the tough issues? What do you believe about what's happening in Ukraine and Russia? What do you believe about the death penalty? What do you believe about People lying at work versus lying and playing poker. Stupid things like that. And we had to answer those questions in college. I remember being asked that question of, you know, if you lie in poker, does that make you a liar? And of course, people were, were trying to get at, okay, well, if, is business a poker game? And we can lie in business because if you can lie in poker, that means you can lie in business too because it's, business is like a poker game. And you kind of explore what you believe in your values and all of those things so you can move to expression. I like to also kind of, Think about it as performance in an instrument. I've played, I started playing the drums, the congas, specifically Latin percussion when I was uh, 17, when I went to college. My mother would never let me play because it was too loud. She didn't like the loud music. 
And so as soon as I, I got out of, the, out of school, I started searching for drum lessons and I started playing. And man, it was super fun. And the goal that I always wanted to do was to get to that place where I didn't have to think and I could just play. I could express myself on the drums. And the drums are kind of like a language. There's different sounds that it can make and you could speak, but man, I could never get out of that feeling of trying to count the time, what was the, the pattern I was trying to make and the sound I was trying to get out of the drum. And it was really hard to let go and just play the music. I couldn't get to that expression. And we've seen virtuoso piano players where they just express themselves in the improvisation that happens and how beautiful it is. I got a friend, Ronnie Lowe, who, man, when you watch him play the sax, it's, <laughs> I heard somebody once say, it's like witnessing a miracle when you watch him play. It's beautiful. As he just gets up there, he closes his eyes, and 10 minutes later, the audience is, mesmerized, jumping up and down, bringing down the house, and he just goes into a trance and he plays. It's a full expression of what he what he feels at the moment and how he aligns with the music. Speaking can be that way too. And what gets in the way of that is typically stress, inner thoughts, the need to impress, our ego. All of those things get in the way. A lot of the purpose of when we get into storytelling, Amplify, you know, because Amplify is about speaking, it's about storytelling, but it's also how do we get to a greater place of being able to deliver an authentic message? Because you can learn the techniques, but if you can't tap into an authentic delivery style, one that is yours, uniquely yours, and that one that comes from a place that's believable, what good is it? And so we got to be able to think, okay, so what gets in the way of that full expression? And it's cortisol, stress. And it's no different than, you know, somebody approaching somebody they like at the bar, right? And, or, you know, you can have a great, you're at happy hour with all your friends and it's great, but then you see that girl you like or that boy you like and all of a sudden you, you approach them and you start blubbering. Or you're doing great in front of the mirror, but then you get in front of the client in the sales environment and you blubber the same way. And so all of those elements of where we're trying to find that, that place of expression, we've, we've got to be able to figure out how do we manage the stress level, right? Because that's critical. And how do we get to the place of being able to, and it's, it's a different kind of stress, by the way. It's not the stress of like seeing the eyeballs. It's an internally placed stress, right? We place the pressure on ourselves to deliver something and think how, what is the best next thing to say versus what am I feeling and what do I believe and hit play on that? That's very different. And here's the secret. If you're good revisiting and replaying what you think and what you believe and what you feel about things, hitting play on it becomes much easier because you've already done it, right? People, people ask me all the time in interviews, you know, why, why am I quick to think on my feet? I said, well, because I've, usually most things I've, I've thought about. And so I'm just replaying things that I've thought about so many, so many times. And if you've thought those things through, it becomes much easier to share them out loud. And so... The other thing too, I believe wholeheartedly, is you need to write. Writing is a great way to, to force yourself to think through an idea around what you believe and put it on a sheet of paper or type it out. But when you write it out and you, or you, you, you express it onto paper or on a computer, you're forcing yourself to think in a way that, that captures a full idea. You're forcing yourself to really push through a concept and flush it out to see does it make any sense? Because sometimes... You know, we have ideas in our head and we try to put it on paper. You're like, okay, that was stupid. You know, like I'm in right now and I have two articles that I've got to write for pretty major magazines. And man, I'm excited, but holy wow. 
the writer's block and perfectionism that's starting to take over. I probably should do an episode on perfectionism just to force me to learn more about it and, and dive into it. I mean, I can tell you all about it, but it doesn't mean that, I'm, that, I, that I've mastered it, that's for sure. You know, this express versus impressed is really difficult because you, you are pulled so heavily towards the one side of it being impressive that it's really difficult to let it go because and then again, it feels paradoxical. The moment you let it go is the moment you actually become impressive. The moment you stop trying to impress is the moment you become most impressive. Like, how does that work? You gotta take those leaps of faith, but the good news is, is that if you do it over and over and over and over again, you start developing a lot of trust in that and you start realizing that it's not about holding on and controlling, it's about all the hard work that goes in prior to that. If you know you've, you've practiced really, really, really hard on something, the harder you practice, the more prepared you take, the pre preparation you put into place, the easier it is to let it go when it comes time to game time. Think about a sport, basketball player, football player, any sort of sport, and they don't want to be thinking during a game. Thinking is reserved for practice. And so if they can get to that place of doing all the thinking during practice, during the practice time, so that when the game time comes, they can get into full expression mode, that's where things really start to take off. And so that's part of the process too, right? So you're, you're thinking, okay, how do I get out of trying to impress? One, identify. Naming the process is important, by the way. My good friend Dave Savage always said, if you can name it, you can tame it, right? So name it. Okay, I'm trying to impress. I'm being pulled to be impressive. My ego's involved, right? So name it. Okay, perfect. So how do I move to express? All right, well, what do I believe? What do I believe about what's going on here? And if I can move to what I believe, then I could say, you know, you can say to yourself, okay, so share what it is that you believe in a sequence that people will listen to. Here's the, the process that I go to. So the, the process to get there, you got to find some way of letting go. And assuming, assuming you've done the work, assuming you've done the prep, assuming you've done the practice, assuming that you've put in the hours to learn and everything it takes to, to, to really practice. Then you say, okay, so how do I let go so I can truly express myself here? And a lot of times, you don't, and you don't have to be a pro to express too. Just be clear. You might have an idea that you and something you believe. But expressing your heart, that's the goal. And so for me, before I go on a talk, I know the first thing I do is manage my nerves. My nerves are the ones that want to be impressive. They start future tripping, thinking about what's going to happen in the future, running scenarios. And all of a sudden, I have to get myself here and now in the present. And so I have to run the scenario. And so I imagine myself climbing up a cliff. And as I'm climbing up this cliff, I'm closing myself, uh, my, close, my eyes off, and I'm, I'm taking the, the, the stress that I feel from the, from the audience and the event, and I'm associating that to this cliff. So I'm reassociating the stress. And as I'm climbing up the cliff, I feel the sense of panic that I feel from the audience. Everything I'm trying to associate it to that. If I go left or right, I die, and I'm climbing. And I finally get to the, to, to the sort of the ledge, the precipice, and I look over and I'm so high that I can see clouds below me. That's sort of it. As I stand at that ledge and I feel the wind blowing, the feeling of fear and exhilaration, and in the moment, I take a huge deep breath, and I hold it and I say, Lord, help me express, not impress today. And I, take, I just exhale and I just, even if I sometimes I say it once and I say it twice. Now, I'm going to share with you what I say. And I, I'm going to give you a warning. This is what I do. I'm not imposing you or my beliefs or, and even 
you know, I'm not even saying that you have to believe to say this, but I just thought these were really cool words. And it was something that not many people are familiar with, from what I understand. My, you know, my mother was a former nun, so there was some really interesting conversations around, you know, Bible texts and things like that. And I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm not an overly religious person. I have, I feel like I have a very strong spiritual foundation, and I, I do love faith conversations and faith foundations for things because I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that. And a lot of my work, I think, is founded in that because just is, right? And But being able to talk about it in a way that, that is inclusive is also just as important to me because I think all the major religions have great things to teach. It's a great quote from the Dalai Lama. And he said, all major religions of the world have one major purpose, which is to make all of their followers better people. And so that's kind of my religion. If it's making you a better person, I'm in. If it's making you... A, bleep whatever you want to say i don't know if i can i haven't decided if i can swear on my podcast yet <laughs> hmm that is a good question maybe you can comment and let me know should i start swearing on my podcast because typically I, I do have kind of a potty mouth but if it makes you a jerk i'm not sure if i'm digging your religion so in this sense i'm pulling this one from jesus and christianity and she asked me what she told me one time do you know what jesus's last words on the cross were and I was like, well, didn't he curse his father? And, you know, why has thou forsaken me? And lots of different phrases for that one. And I'm sure you're giving thoughts right now. And, and she looked at me. She said, finally, after he was done with all of that, right before he died, he finally said, into your hands, I commend my spirit in some way, shape, or form. And it was the moment he finally released. And I thought, wow, okay, hold on. Let me kind of process that for a minute. Whatever you believe, to finally let go and release yourself into it fully. Hmm. So then I kind of use that. So I into your hands, I commend my spirit, and I jumped off this cliff in my brain, right? I'm climbing up there, and I finally jump, and I start to fall, and I feel the stress sort of leave me. And then magically I begin to fly, and it's just a really cool visualization technique. That's all it is, a visualization technique. And I feel like I've released the stress into maybe a higher form of myself. Maybe it's a higher power. Who knows? Remember, I'm a, sci I'm a science guy too. So whatever it is, it feels good. And it gets me into a better thinking. It gets me into a calmer place that has no ego. And I feel like I'm channeling something that is much more authentic and real. It feels like I connect with my audience better. And I feel like I can just express what's happening. It's all sorts of other benefits to it as well. It literally lets go. I mean, your, I believe my brain is much high, at a much higher sensitivity right too. I can see things easier. I recall information. I'm slower in terms of my, I'm not rushed, so I feel like I can connect with an audience. And so that little mantra is what I do. Part of me can't believe I just shared that on my podcast because I typically never share that. But, it is what I do. Climbing that cliff, and the reason I climb the cliff is because I'm reassociating the stress to a visual image of something that you know is there, and so then I can dominate that and conquer that in my mind. Visualization is important. Every professional athlete does this stuff. So if you think it's funny, if you if, if that kind of stuff is a punchline, then I already know that you've never faced anything of significance. And so you know, just like breathing, you know, it's like oh, we're we gonna do kumbaya. It's like okay, you know. We already know that you haven't faced much if those things are punchlines to you. But every professional athlete, every single elite performer or anything understands the power of breathing, 
understands the power of mindfulness, understands the power of meditation, understands the power of guided imagery and visualization. All of those things are critical for, for elite performance. And so for me, that's what works. I jump off that cliff, I say those words, and I just begin to fly, and all of a sudden, just my whole brain organizes. I can see my talk and all my bullet points. Everything becomes clear and effortless at that point. So I urge you, find your own little routine. And steal mine if you want. But do something that gets you in the right state of mind so that you can find your fullest expression of who you are, what you believe, and find that place that you can deliver from the heart all of the things that you are passionate about. Now, here's the other thing. If you don't spend the time to explore what you believe, if you don't spend the time thinking about the deeper side of life, then it's hard to help you with that one because I don't, I'm not sure what to tell you. You're gonna have to explore. You have to explore what, what, what your view is, where your position is in the world. And you know, just like in our, I think it was our last podcast, finding your lane, find that lane, that thing that really you're passionate about. All of you have it. We all have those things that we're, we're passionate about. Find that lane, dive deep into that. I mean, dive deep, be an expert in that and have some thought, be willing to be, you know, to have some unique thinking in those areas because we need it. We need people to challenge us and to get us to think differently and, and sometimes even validate what we're thinking. And so, Learn to express, not impress. Express what you believe. Express what you believe in the heart, what you think. And I guess another another part of that mantra is, you know, I'd get to the cliff and I'd say, Lord, help me express, not impress. And then I would say this, I've done the work. I've put in the time. And now it's time to let go. So into your hands, I commend my spirit and I jump. And so that whole routine, though, I think routines are important. Think of any basketball player. They go to the free throw line. Do they do something different every time? No, they have the same dribble, the same deep breath, the same pre-free throw routine before every single free throw. And so we, should, we need that stuff too. So if you're listening to this, what are your routines for pre-game, pre-performance? If you don't have any, it might be time to get one, right? That's what I do. And I would also take some time to start thinking about those moments that you feel the need to be impressive. If you hear yourself name dropping, if you find yourself thinking about what to say next instead of being present and just listening, if you find yourself stressed out and saying, okay, how can I get to the next deal and being anxious in a conversation versus just being present and just listening, those are indicators that you might be falling on the impression side of it. But the best teacher is you. So to learn to start listening and asking yourself questions, paying attention to how you feel, to the ones of the people you love working with, pay attention to the people you hate working with because those are also big indicators of what it's like to do that. So learn to express, not impress. Most valuable advice I ever got. So with that, our book is right around the corner. People are already receiving it. We have it. You can see one of my copies right there behind me. It is so exciting that it is here. AmpCon was a huge event. And we have some spots available at Amplify. We please urge you, reach out to us. The course is getting stronger and stronger each month. We couldn't be more excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I love doing this. Please give me requests on what you'd like to learn about, what I'd like to, what you'd like me to talk about, and uh, we'll do our best to get them in. Until then, have an amazing, amazing week. 
And please like, share, subscribe, all the typical stuff. And we will see you soon. Thank you for sharing this time with us. If the experience resonated with you, follow us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or AmplifyMyLife.com. Share it with anyone else who's ready to amplify their lives. And remember to let our hearts speak in sequence. For more from Renee Rodriguez, visit MeetRenee.com. <laughs>